All right, good evening, everybody. It's time for us to get started what we're going to be doing up in here tonight. And we're just going to do some things a little bit different. Just a smidgen bit different. Y'all, excuse me, let me get my stuff out of the way here and get my things situated. 
It seems so weird when I'm upstairs getting stuff ready for live and I've got the headphones on and I've got this music cranking and then I take them off and y'all are down here talking and I can't hardly hear anything and it's like, uh, anyway, so yeah, we're going to have fun tonight. Anybody ready to have fun tonight? So uh, I sent out an email and I sent out a text and what we're going to be doing tonight is we are going to be having what I am linking or liking and calling it an open mic night. Yeah, let me get. So uh, I sent out an email and I sent out a text. And Deja vu. Let's get that caught up there. So <clears throat> we're going to have an open mic night. So I'm going to let anybody that wants to come up and share, you can share something that you have learned while I've been your pastor. Now, don't share something that's going to get me and you in trouble. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out front, all right? So uh, what has been something that uh, you have learned that has been progressive in your spiritual walk, whether it be a little saying or a thought or something that, that you may have gotten a better grasp on? So um, if you are watching on Facebook, Roku, or YouTube, we're glad you're there. If you're on Facebook... You can shoot us a comment because I've had Miss Kim. I've asked her to be on guard. And Pastor Teresa is here as well to be sure we don't miss anything. Pastor Teresa is our online campus pastor. She does a phenomenal job. Let's give her some love on that, all right? I mean, boom, boy, I asked her about doing that, and the glove just fit. She's, she's just touching people's hearts, and, and it's making a difference. So, uh Again, if you're on Facebook, you can leave us a comment. And between myself, Pastor Kim, and Pastor Teresa, we're going to catch your comment. And either myself or their selves will read your comment uh, live here. You can text me if you have my cell phone. I've got a couple of texts already from some people that have already sent me a message. And I will share those in a little bit. But those of you that are here live, it's especially on your shoulders. You must carry the torch for the rest of the team tonight. Do you feel it yet? Do you feel it yet? All right. <laughs> See, Norman, Norman is my hype man. He's motivated already. So, <laughs> so anyway, this is, this is my last time heading up Bible study here at Seawalk tonight. And I remember the first time, the first Wednesday night, I drove from Charleston. I had no clue what the format was going to be. I had no clue what was going to happen. But I can tell you this. I remember when I walked in here that night, it was like I had been here my whole life. It didn't feel weird. It didn't feel strange. It felt like a perfect fit. So here we are 12 and a half years later. And next week I will be at Northview Harvest Ministries in Laurenburg, North Carolina. And I have no clue what the format is going to be there. I have no clue what I'm going to be doing there, but I know God said to go, so I know it'll be a perfect fit. All right, so uh, I haven't even shared our Facebook uh, thing tonight, so tell you what we'll do. We're going to start off with somebody in the house that wants to share at least one thing. If you want to share two or three, you can feel free to do that because this is what we're doing tonight for our life links, which is all I've always said it's because we're doing life together. And this is not just about head knowledge, it's about life knowledge, all right? So, who wants to go first? I'll move my stuff out of the way, and I'll just leave the mic laying here, so we'll let somebody come up and share. And uh, make it prompt, because, you know, it's like dead air on the radio, dead air on the Internet. Okay, so here we go. First of all, I have a little gift for you. This is the book I borrowed from you like a year ago and didn't return it, so there you go. That is a good book. Sorry. Send me the past due library fees. That's right. I guess the, the biggest thing is when you first had approached me about being the armor bearer, I was kind of like, whatever, what's an armor bearer? But once I got into that role, you know, it took on a reality that stuff isn't about me, about having a servant's heart, about serving under the man that has a servant's heart, 
and seeing how you deal with different people and how you have a very calm demeanor. It's really been a blessing to serve up under you and learn that because this helped me in my walk where not all the time Marty and kids that I can walk away with you know, being patient, but 99% of the time, yeah, I can. And I, I know it's a gift that God's given you, but it's flowed down to me to help me learn how to deal with that and learn how to serve without expecting anything in return. It's been a pleasure serving you. two things. Uh, first is, you know, I think you're the first pastor that felt, I felt like you're, you're real. You know, you're not perfect. Every other pastor, you know, always seemed to be properly dressed, you know. I'm not saying you're not, I'm just saying. I, I think that's awesome. I, that's kind of what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's not about how you look on the outside, it's about how you look on the inside. Exactly. So, I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing is I, your approach to some of your sermons are scientifically based. And that, that appeals to me because that's kind of how my brain thinks. And the, the, the one that I can remember the most, I remember a lot of them, but I was going to say several. Um, the one that stuck in my brain a lot is probably where we talked about the size of the planets and how, you know, the, the earth is so small compared to the biggest one that God, you know, hung, you know, hung all the moon and the stars and everything, right? So, you know, that was one. And the other one was um, the cross chromosome, I think it was, where, you know, so, you know, just that mindset and that just clicks with me. I can remember growing up and having real dry sermons and always being bored and, you know, in church, and you know, so you know that that that's really kind of the stuff that's helped me a lot. So. I'll share um, a couple of things that you taught that we were able to hang on to when Kevin came back from all his travels. And most of you know this, Kevin um, left home when he was about 15 and uh, traveled everywhere. I mean, he's been everywhere, but that should be his testimony. I don't need to share his testimony. But when he came back, he had some problems that some of you know about, and I don't want to go into that either. But I will share that Pastor Tim had taught several things that helped us and we were able to hold on to. One was your teaching about that whenever something is going on in the earthly realm, there's a spiritual battle also going on. If, if you got somebody you love or you know that's struggling here, then there's something spiritually going on too. So when that struggle happened around our son's life, we knew that there was a battle going on for him. And Kevin would tell you, he said, he told his mother, he said, Mom, the devil's trying to kill me. And I feel sure that he was and is. And he's trying to kill a lot of us. So we were able to use that teaching. And then the teaching about the affirmations. I, you know, I think pretty early in your ministry here, you, you taught the affirmations. I remember the pamphlets you gave out several times. And for those of us that kept losing them, you kept giving us the pamphlets, the, the affirmations. And after a while, we learned that we could, we could do our own affirmations. As long, long as it's scripture-based, it was based on the need. And so I can remember one time, and I won't go into all of it, but Teresa and I went over to uh, Kevin's home, and things had not been going well. He wasn't there at the time, but we walked the property, and we prayed, and we said, God, I know this is not according to your will. It can't be according to your will. 
You brought him home for a purpose. You've got a purpose in his life, and it's a good purpose. And we know that you provided this place for him to live, and you provided this, this home for him. And what's been going on is not in accordance with your will. We know it's not. And then we said, Satan, we come against you by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and by the name of Jesus Christ, and you cannot have him. You were blocked and you're thwarted. And we claim authority under Jesus Christ, and we claim authority as his godly parents, and you cannot have our son. So we were able to appropriate what you had taught about making affirmations out loud for folks that, you know, needed that. And my wife will be astounded by this whole thing because she says, I don't learn anything. I'm the hard-headedest individual she ever met. Uh, so I, I, do, I do learn. I, I absorb slowly, I guess is what I would say. Bradley's nodding his head, yes. Yeah, it, it takes me a while, but I eventually get it. Anyway, the other thing I learned is not, not just by what you taught, but by what you do. And it wasn't just that you taught it, you did it. And when we needed you, you know, from the time when my dad was sick, when Kevin was struggling, all kinds of different issues, you were there. And, and you continue to be there. And I hope we continue to be good friends with you and Pastor Kim and your family. But you taught it not only by your words, but by the way you live and what you do. And I think that's as important as anything, because if it wasn't based on what you really were doing and what you really are, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have clicked. Thank you. Teresa learns a lot more. She, she learns a lot more than Okay, Sarah Duncan Coates says hello from the Rock. Does that mean Rockingham? All right, Rockingham. Hey, Sarah. Uh, Jim and Johnny Fry. They say they said Jim said that he learned from Pastor Tim that if you trust God, He will work things out better than you ever imagined. Amen. Good thing for us all to remember. Um, Shannon Fry says, We're here. Favor ain't fair. Yes, favor ain't fair. Favor ain't always fair. Melody Weeks, everything revolves around relationships. And Donna Fry says, They have two things. You can still have fun and still be a Christian and keep your gun close. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's typing that one for Lamont. Uh, Brenda Perez, wait a minute, Melody's, Melody's making several comments here. You made a big impression on her. Okay. Um, God is not into relief. He is into victory. Um, Brenda Perez, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. Yes, Brenda, I was waiting to see who was going to mention that one first. And she works with Pastor Betty in the food ministry, too, so she gets to use that a lot. She's a good, she's a good helper. Um, Kenny Anderson, Pastor, I learned God works on his own time, not mine. Um, Constance Adams is watching. She usually lets me know when she's on so I can chat with her. And Constance, we're glad you're here. Janet Hawkins, I've learned that if the spirit of slap comes on you, just say mosquito and pop that person. Me pop the pastor, that's what she means. Exactly. But on a serious note, thanks for everything. I've learned a lot, too much to count, and I'm going to miss you. And she's got a little heart for you all. 
and Pastor Shirley Bamberg. Hey, Pastor Shirley. Pastor Tim, preach the message in the title, The Unorthodox God. You love God and you love people. You're down to earth, humble. I appreciate all that great teaching and how you came forth to teach and encourage us all during the COVID-19. And she is right on that. Uh, Constance did say something here. Yes, I am excited what is going to happen when they get the Lauren bird. Okay, uh, one of the things Norman uh, told y'all about us going over and praying at Kevin's house. Oh, you're not gonna hold it anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, and we took, I asked Pastor Tim and Melody, I said, we would like to go pray over Kevin's house and around the property line. And that was one thing that impressed me when y'all got here and you offered to come pray over our houses. And um, I don't think I've ever had a pastor offer to do that. That was really cool and very much appreciated. So we did that in our own way, but we asked you, could we have a few of the elements that were prepackaged? This is important in this, because <laughs> you know Kevin digs around in his yard and gardens, right? So we did everything and we went around and prayed that nothing could come on that property, nobody except who God wanted there. And there was this corner of his yard where he usually plants part of his garden and it was really creepy. So I just took the element and went and prayed that prayer. So <laughs> about Six weeks later, when he was planting, he said, Mama, I found this little element cup, and it looks just like the ones we have at church. I'm like, well, praise the Lord, honey. Keep on coming in. And Bradley says, we could say, pimp slap the devil in church. So you have permission, didn't you? And Melody's still coming through with some things she's thought about. No matter what I've done, gone through, I never felt I was alone because pastors Tim and Kim have always been there for my family. Love you both. All right, we'll, we'll go with some more live folks here. So some of y'all want to get ready to come on up. But uh, I, I just got my thing up here. Then I'll share a couple of texts after that as well. But Rhonda Gale just sent in on Facebook. She says, love God, love people, and love the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Rhonda. That's awesome. So, yes. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see while I'm up here. Uh, okay, somebody live want to come up? All right, come on, Miss Jackie. If I can walk, anyway. Well, really, there isn't enough words to tell about you guys. There just, just isn't. I mean, there's not enough adjectives or whatevers, verbs, whatevers. There's just not enough. But I have learned so very much from you guys. Because you truly are an example of what that says on the core values. Every one of them. You know, significance, excellence, consistency, passion, humil humility, character. I can't read from that far. <laughs> Radical and accountable. Um, I was thinking about this today, and you just, 
I mean, if you would open the dictionary, you would find your name and your either your name or your face by those words in the dictionary. So I, I just think you're just great. But you've always been prepared. That's always just one thing that's really, Pastor Betty said that to you not too long ago, that God was so pleased with you because you were always prepared. And we've always been so pleased because you actually knew what you were talking about. You didn't come in here with just some whatevers and just fake it. You actually had this planned and you knew what you were going to say. Um, and if I could only read my writing, it would be wonderful. Um, you're, okay. And also, Wednesday nights have just been wonderful. To me, a Wednesday night meeting is, that's where you're taught. That's where it really gets real, is on Wednesday nights. Um, that's where you're taught and where you grow and your faith and your knowledge of God and the Word of God. That's, that's whenever you grasp the Word and that's where your faith grows. And that's where you get the ability to actually fight your battles and to win your battles. I think Wednesday nights is the greatest night in the... I mean, I wouldn't miss a Wednesday night unless I just had to. And also, this is where you learn uh, biblical principles. Uh, this is your spiritual foundation. And this is what... And, and that's going to last us a lifetime. And it's because our feet are planted in the Word of God, and we had godly pastors, and they were planted in the Word of God. So therefore, we have no choice but to grow. We just don't have any choice. You know, we're, we're, this is fertile ground, and y'all made sure it stayed fertile ground. And I just thank you. I thank you for being you. All right, I'm gonna share a text. Let's see, let me back up here. Uh, because I got one earlier. Let's, let me get there. Uh, this is from Miss Donna Sharp. It says, one of the most significant things you taught me is, uh, is that the seed of sin came through man, Adam. Adam is the one who broke the covenant with God. Now, I do realize Eve allowed herself to be tricked and tempted and is not clear of any wrongdoing, but a lot of people fail to grasp what Donna realized there. What she got revelation on is that Sin does come through the seed of man. So when in Galatians, when the Apostle Paul says that in just the right time, God sent his son through the seed of a woman, Paul is, the understood there is he came sinless. So we thank God for that. Uh, let's see, Cindy Coker. No, let me go to Amanda Long. She texts before that. I'll get to Cindy later. Uh, before that, before Cindy, Amanda Long had written, Hey, Pastor Tim, uh, a few things I've learned from you over the years. Where I'm at is not where I'm going to be. And this helps me get through some really rough, tough days, rough days. It does me too, Amanda, because it is the truth. And number two, God's got a plan. Trust him and know it is in his timing. And number three, God uses ordinary people to do his work. All right. So uh, we'll let somebody go live and then we'll somebody come live up here and then I'll share another text or two and y'all can share something for any comments online. So if you're coming in late online, this is open mic night. So you share one or two things or more uh, that you have learned while I have been serving as your pastor. So what I'm doing is y'all are doing the teaching tonight and I'm doing the listening kind of test time to see who caught something. All right, so somebody come on in the house on Campus Live. Well, I'm gonna piggyback on what Amanda Long says. Something that's always stuck with me is where you are now is not where you're gonna be. Um, 12 years, y'all, have seen the little tiny Chavises go through some growth pains and mom and dad have gone through some growth pains and it's been tough and I, I use y'all as examples. Just like Bradley said, y'all are real. Um, I see y'all as parents of four kids and I know your kids aren't perfect. And, and it does, it gives me hope. I mess up with them a lot, um, but I have a great church that helps me raise them the right way and gives wise counsel. And I do look to y'all as, um, parental mentor, so I appreciate that. 
But I do re remind myself a lot the phases of parenthood, and as hard as they are, you stick with what you know, stick with the Bible, and the seeds that are planted will never leave your kids. And so thank you all for all the wise counsel and the wise wisdom. One or two or more. I have to do more. Okay, uh, this thought came to me today. Uh, when you sent out the text, and it, you said over the last 12 years, and immediately I thought about it. Do you know you've been here long enough for us to completely go through kindergarten, school? And you want to only know one thing? Think about that, though. I mean, really think about that, how long he's been here, what you've watched us go through, how you've watched us grow in all those years. I think about, in 12 years, I've had a lot of hospital runs with Al, you know, and Pastor Tim was always there. And he will um, agree with this. I would send him a text and say, Pastor Tim, we're here at the hospital, but you don't need to come. I only want you to pray. It's not necessary for you to come. Who do you think the next time I turned around was standing there? <laughs> Whether it be Columbia, Charleston, wherever, he was always there. And it didn't matter what time or day or night. And sometimes Miss Kim was with him as well. They were there to lift me up and know the burden that, burden that I was under. And they were there to lift my hands up. And a lot of people can't say that. But a lot of people can't say they smell like sheep either. And by doing examples like that, you do smell like sheep. Praise God that you do smell like sheep. And we thank you for that. You know, I, I thank you for the little things that people don't even know that you do that maybe one or two of us have seen you do. Thank you for the times you drove the bus when there was nobody else to drive the bus. You know, thank you for the times that you came in and completely annihilated this sacred pulpit with Nehemiah bricks and straw and all those things and it was like that for weeks and weeks and weeks. But th thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here and always thinking about us and you know we, we've had signs up that have been encouragement to us that have stayed up there during the Nehemiah time and I just want to say thank you. And I can't name one or two or three or a lot of things that you've done in 12 years through my education from kindergarten through high school. All right, well, it's unfortunate that you chose to leave when I've only been here for a couple of years. I don't have the advantage of these other people now. What am I going to do? Um, but I have learned for the past couple of years so much. I've learned so much. Um, not only have I've seen godly parent role models, which I didn't grow up with, especially a father. Um, I've learned... I've always felt bad, especially as a new Christian, because I have no background. I didn't know anything. And the fact that I have learned so much um, through your teachings, not only on Wednesdays, but on Sundays, obviously, it, it just blows my mind how much I've learned over the past, what, two, three years? Um, and it's just life-changing. Thank you for changing my life. Um, you, I know, obviously, I have Saya, but um, this was a lot bigger than Saya, you know. Like, that was a stepping stone to, to be here. Because without this, I mean, I, I don't know where I would be. Um, so thank you for changing my life, not only through yourself, but raising a wonderful son. Um, that also helped change my life as well. Um, Thank you for helping me to learn how to study my Bible. Because, again, I didn't know anything. So thank you for that. And then thank you for like coming up here and teaching. I love your teaching. It's great. I've never heard of that before. 
um, as someone who learns very differently, you hit a lot of the different learning styles, and I love it. I love your visual, and then you have your, your talking, or your, it's just great. So, like I said, it's unfortunate that I only had a couple years, but I mean, I guess we'll see each other here and there, so. I, I don't know, I might run into you somewhere down the line, who knows. I'm coming as the most persecuted saint in the church. <laughs> no, no, we had, we all had fun, didn't we? Um, I want to mention something about what you were talking about—the teaching and the preaching and how much it meant. That no matter what the occasion, Mother's Day, Father's Day, anything, Pastor Tim never preached the same thing. Never said the same thing. I mean. He could take somebody in the Bible and come at a different angle. You think he's coming there, and he comes over there. And, you know, it gets your attention, you know. He studied it. He's thought it through and prayed it through and everything. And I just think, to be honest with you, there's a lot of people who have missed out, who have not jumped in to what we're talking about tonight and what you have constantly imparted to us. And, you know, I just really... As Jackie said, always being prepared. Now, there's something that is has meant so much to me that when Pastor Kent, Tim came after Pastor uh, Simmons, I've always seen so many parallels between them. Now, you know, somebody might think, well, those are just two different people, but they don't know them like we do. And Pastor Simmons was always such a man of integrity and such a man, hard-working pastor, and he always did anything and everything over when he was a young man to take care of his family like you have. And y'all don't hate lazy people, but you hate laziness. And you know that it won't work in the ministry. <laughs> that ministry takes a lot of love, perseverance, but it takes a lot of hard work. And you understand that. And Pastor Simmons always understood that. And he always had such a love, a devout love for his family. And, and you do. And um, he always loved the sheep. And you know, you've always had a profound love for us. And not only openly, but privately the way you've always treated us. And one thing that has been one of your outstanding characteristics among the many, that I've watched people that treated you wrong and were not right. And whenever they needed you, you were there for them. I mean, there was people that would stab you in the back and do unkind things, mean things. And the sheep would never know it because when they needed help, you'd go there for them. No matter what they said or did, you loved them anyway. You forgave them anyway. And I just think that is such a huge role model because everybody doesn't have the character to do that. You know, well, you might have done it to me once, but you're not doing it to me again. You know, you never took that attitude. But you, you and Pastor Kim have always been loving and forgiving, and you've always went the extra mile with them. And you treated them like when you did for them, you did for them in a grand way. You didn't just, well, I'm going to do a little something. But you always went over and beyond and treated as if they were a good sheep, <laughs> you know? <laughs> really, I've just seen it over and over again. I mean, I think, what in the world these people are doing and saying, and then, and then they want something from the pastor that is over and beyond the call of duty, and here he comes. What can we do to serve you? And 
you know, I'll never forget it. I mean, you know, we just appreciate so many things about you, your giving and loving hearts, because, you know, we know it. You know, I am of the belief that one of the most wonderful things in all the world is to know that you're loved and understood. If you can understand that from the Father, but if you can also understand that from your family and your church family, that you know it way down inside, that you know we're human, but you love us. And I can't stop but before I say, you know, you and Pastor Kim have done nothing but support the outreach ministry. And you've always given me liberty in the outreach ministry, and you'd check on us. And another way you're like Pastor uh, Simmons, I never knew when y'all were going to walk in on me in ministry. I could be at the hospital <laughs> ministering to people. I could be out in the outreach ministry, out in the gym doing something. But you know, it's like they say in teaching, you need to catch people doing something right. You know, if you're trying to do something right, you're trying. You don't, you're not perfect, but you're trying. And then when the pastor shows up suddenly, it's not a problem. But the thing is, you, you wanted us to know you were there. You wanted to check on us and give us support. Just one second. Yeah, I'll bring it. Can you come up here so they can see you online? Because I can't turn the mics from down here. I mean, the cameras from down here. Janet had another comment, um, and this was right when Steve was getting, was very, very ill. And she said she will never forget your sermon that you entitled, But God, and how much that touched her. You were one of my heroes during that time. Sweet. Um, Renee Frywells, Renee Frywells, thank you for taking such good care of your mama. You are significant, and Pastor Tim does say that to us a lot. Remember your significance because God, you're God's child. Um, Donald D. Jones Sr., did you see that one? I asked for a comment, and he said comment. Yeah. And so I said, I'm sure it's dripping with love and appreciation. Okay. Really? Oh, well, he had to have a sense of humor, I'm sure. Um, and Pastor Shirley is amen in you, Pastor Betty, and all that you said. And I think that catches us up. Well... But <clears throat> you want to read it? She had four more things to say. She needs to, yeah. All right, Miss Donna Fry, who is the person in charge by God's authority to keep Lamont Fry out of trouble. Y'all praying for her, right? <laughs> Love you, Mont. See, he's going to be like, weirdo. I didn't even come to church and he picks on me. <laughs> but Miss Donna says, uh, you taught me how to journal and declare my daily confessions. And she's not lying there. Miss Donna's gone through several confession booklets. In fact, a few weeks ago, she came up to me. She said, Pastor Tim, uh, she and Lamont were looking out there on the rack. She said, do we have any more of the confession booklets? I looked and seen. I said, let me see if we got some in the office. No. Nope. So I said, well, I've saved them on an external hard drive to leave behind. I said, I'll find it and print you one up. And you know when you got a bunch of files you're saving in different places? Bradley, when you're looking for that particular one, you forgot where you saved it at. So I told her I'd make one up later. So she pulled her old one out, and boy, that thing looked like the rats had been eating on it. I mean, she has worn that thing out. So Miss Donna, just want to let you know that blessed my heart. And to journal, uh, folks, I'm going to tell you what. Journaling would take your walk with God, your discipleship journey to a whole different level. If you don't journal, 
journal. You don't have to do it every day. You don't have to do it every hour. But at least become consistent in doing something. You will be amazed at what you see God saying and doing. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for the new copy of the Confessions. I plan to continue my daily confessions. And she says it's all about relationship. Uh, and here's a good one nobody's mentioned yet. Don't complicate what God has simplified. And uh, thank you for so many wonderful messages. Love you. And I said I was going to share. Uh, let me get over here to Cindy Coker. She was actually in McCall, South Carolina today with her job. They were doing, I think, a wheel clinic or something up there. So I told her she got in trouble. She could throw my name around. But it's according to who you threw it to. They may get you in more trouble, but it may get you out of trouble. But anyway, uh, she was texting this. She said, you can't put an unorthodox God in an orthodox box. It all revolves around relationships. When we really have each other's backs, we're advancing the kingdom and our shields overlap to push the enemy out of the way. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. If you're fasting and not praying, you're just on a diet. I did say that. I remember that. Sometimes God won't move because we either didn't ask him to or we won't get out of the way. When you're really doing life with someone, you're there when it's easy and you're really there when it's hard, dirty and messy. Loving our brother and sister in Christ means being there uh, for the hard, dirty, messy, and ugly. And love knows no trace, or no, excuse me, love knows, loves no race. Forgot she edited and cut, fixed that later. Love knows no race, color, or creed. The church can't afford to be silent. And then she goes on, she says, laughter is good for you. Lord, I hope so, because I shall laugh a lot. Maybe that's my problem. I laugh too much. There's too many calories. No, I think it actually burns calories. You would think I would look like some little Ethiopian uh, person caught in a famine. But anyway, <clears throat> laughter is good for you, and God loves to hear his children laugh. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. And, of course, Pastor Kim sure is pretty. Yes, she is. And how about this? I'm going to marry somebody like her when I grow up. All right. Anybody else live? Anybody else in the house? Okay, come on. Norman's getting inspired. He's got more. Maybe he's going to throw out some more uh, things for Pastor Teresa to be motivated by. This is real quick. I just Going back to that theme about you can learn by watching Pastor Tim because of who he is and what he does. So one Sunday, and this has been a few years back, and we were here early. I can't remember why. And I can't even remember if I was supposed to be ushering or what I was supposed to be doing. But we were here early. And it starts raining cats and dogs outside. And uh, just coming down. And it never crossed my mind anything to do anything about that. So I'm just having a good old time. I'm looking out the window. And I say, who is that out the window out there in the rain? And I'm looking. It's somebody with the umbrella. And I'm thinking, they're getting wet. And lo and behold, it's Pastor Tim. And I'm thinking... That's the man has got to preach here after a while, and he's going to be leading the service, and he's out there getting drenched. So he's out there with an umbrella holding it over to people. So I grabbed me an umbrella too, but I, I, it never crossed my mind to help anybody <laughs> come in out of the rain until I saw Pastor Tim doing it, and I thought, okay, that, that looks like. But he never said, well, a couple of y'all grab an umbrella and, and help people in. He never said that. He just grabbed an umbrella and went to work. And so several of us watched and said, Hey, we ought to be doing that. So that's what it ought to be. List, and it was the first thing on my list. Pastor Tim, Pastor Simmons, was so determined to bring this church out of debt. Pastor Tim, you think you know? You don't know. I mean, he, his attitude was sell your mother, sell your jewelry, sell your property, didn't he? I mean, you do whatever you got to do, but you bring the money in this house because we're bringing this church out of debt. But the part, you know, there's so many ways to honor a person, but the way, the, one of the big ways you've honored him is that you kept this church out of debt. It's one thing to come out of debt, 
but it's another thing to go. I mean, you did not dream up a zillion building projects. Well, we need to renovate this and renovate that. Understand, there's things we did and great improvement and the way you've made the exterior of the church, you know, just really enhanced it. Some, and you, you've had a lot to bring up. I mean, I'm talking about because the many years that the church wasn't taken care of because of the money issue. And, and I, it just dawned on me. You said during the recession in 2008, we're not participating. You got up there and said it, and I was all with you. I said, woohoo, we are not participating. I watched other, a particular pastor that was not in that mode, they ended up leaving this town. Ended up leaving this town. They weren't, they weren't in agreement at all. They, weren't, they didn't agree with that. But I, I appreciate you honoring what Pastor Simmons worked so hard for. And you've kept us out of debt, and now you're handing it to your dear son, who we're out of debt. Yeah, th thank you very much. Or someone will come back here and do something. Well, look, I figure since y'all sold your mamas and your jewelry and stuff to get out of debt, I, <laughs> we got to honor your mothers and the jewelry. All right. I know, right? Okay, I got a funny text here from uh, Miss uh, Melody Weeks. And, and I, she may not have meant to send it, but she sent it, so I'm going to read it. If y'all don't know, Melody... Melody does not like anything to do with funerals or anything with dead folk. Especially if it's a body in a casket, but it don't matter it doesn't matter if it's a body in a casket or ashes in an urn. She just does not like anything to do with dead folk. So I being aware of that and being the motivating person that I am, tried to get her over that phobia. <laughs> So uh, anytime, sometimes we even had, uh, they would bring a body in the day before and it may be in here overnight and, you know, she would come in early in the morning. She and uh, Gerald or back when Miss Nancy was in the office, they come in early and make coffee and stuff and get the day started at the office. And uh, some, Sometimes I would tell them and sometimes I wouldn't tell them just to let them get a surprise when they came in to see what was going on. But... Anyway, when, whenever we would have a funeral in here and the funeral director and their assistants would bring the body in or come in and get set up with the, with the ashes if it was a cremation, uh, one day I was at that door right there standing out in that foyer talking to the funeral director and, and two or three of his assistants and Melody comes scurrying around minding her own business trying to get around behind us without being acknowledged. And uh, I looked at the funeral director. I said, and this is Miss Melody Weeks right here. Anything you need, just look her up. She stopped on a dime and gave me a glare that I thought was going to kill me on the spot. <clears throat> that is the gospel truth. <laughs> All right. Okay, Pastor Teresa, feel free to come on up, dear. Pastor Teresa's got a couple more. And, uh, we, we're winding down about time, so that's good stuff y'all are sharing. We're going to get more later, and we'll still keep be coming in. Um, Kenny, I am not reading your text out loud. I will let him see it. Okay. Uh, Glennis and Ashton Fagan said, Pastor Tim and Kim have always shown love to our family in every situation. We love these fine people who have a genuine shepherd's heart. And Karen says, you missed my message, so I had her re repost it. And she says, I learned our pastors loved the under loves the underdog. Yeah. And has a forgiving heart for second chances. Appreciative of that. Thank you, Karen. That's awesome. 
Uh, that's good stuff right there. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Some folks have gleaned some very, 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 very good stuff, have they not? And so we have been blessed indeed. So let me make sure I'm getting everybody and everything covered here. Let's see, I'm missing somebody somewhere. Where did Karen, Karen, she sent that on a text? Because I remember reading it now that you sent, you read it. Okay, well, if it's on the live feed, I can't get it to back up that far for some reason. So anyway, my apologies, Karen, but that is good stuff. And I do remember when I saw that because I thought, yes, God is for the underdog every time. He always chose the least likely to succeed and used them and turned them into successes. Amen? All right. Well, if that's all we've got, anybody else have anything tonight? Anybody want to hear something from Pastor Kim? That right there, to sit there in silence with their eyes bugged out like, what? <laughs> uh, would you like to say anything, dear? Walk slowly and think quickly. Ain't, ain't she pretty, y'all? She's a good woman. I'm going to marry somebody. Well, I have learned many, many, many things from my husband. <laughs> and many things from all of you. But I will say this about him. He has always made me hunger for more of the word. He's always made me want to study more and learn more. So I appreciate that, sweetheart. And I appreciate all of you. Thank you for Sunday. And thank you for always loving us and always honoring us and always making us feel important. And you guys are all family, and this is not the end. So, this is not the end. Y'all are going to take great care of our children when we're not here. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. You're going to be here to support them and watch them grow into what God's called them to be. And um, they're going to do an amazing job here. And this is the best place for them to be. So, thank you. All right, guys. We're done for tonight. Thank you for joining us online. Thank you for those that are in here. Y'all have a good night. Do we have food in the activity center, Pastor Bailey? Yes, much. Pastor Bailey? I mean to say Pastor Bailey. <laughs> Pastor Bailey has food <laughs> Yes, we are really real, y'all. There's nothing. <laughs>